Hi, gang. Wow. Let me get a proper look at the three of you. It's such a rare treat having everyone in the void. It's like a little staff party. And like any good party, there's more than a few trash rooms. And I am sensing a lot of intense energy. Of course, it's not a party, is it? It's work and none of you are where you are supposed to be. Madam, I... I only Excuse wanted me, to... I'm still talking. You left our meeting in quite a huff. Listen, I get it. Sometimes emotions run a little hot and you need to take a minute to compose yourself. We can't always control our anger, but we can control what we do with it. But you didn't. You didn't control it. You stormed out and started fighting with the staff. You've been picking on him for too long, and now you've crossed a line. You're frustrated and taking it out on both of them and the guest. We can't have you stomping around killing the guests. I had no idea you would... I said... Don't interrupt me. There, that's better. Plenty of light in the lobby, plenty of blood in the lobby too, huh? Is that my blood? That is my blood. Ooh. Oh, it's so interesting the way it flows out of me and gushes. I can feel it trickle out of my skull. It tickles and aches. I can see why the guests are always screaming. I know normally the blood flow should have stopped by now, but I don't know. It looks kind of fetching on me, don't you think? Hmm? kind of messes with the hair, but it really adds something to the dress. And it's so warm, like a blanket fresh from the dryer, only wet and smelly. (sighs) It's a shame the guests don't really get to appreciate the experience, not like we do. But honestly, what could they experience in forms like these, these blobs of jelly that can barely look in one direction at a time. I can't seem to hear anything. And just moving around is taking a lot of effort. Give a girl a chance. It's kind of fun, though, using my nerves to jolt my meat into action. Oh, it's harder to think down here, though, isn't it? I just have to think my thoughts one at a time. Oof. I nearly have to stop thinking just to say one thought. Phew. No wonder you threw such a tizzy fit. It must be very frustrating for you. All of you. But you're the only one freaking out, Mr. Man. Stomping around the endlessness, dragging everyone away from their jobs. Look at this boy. Look how upset he is. You okay? Yeah, you're okay. You put up a good fight, though, didn't you? Yes, you did. I don't want you making a mess like that all the time, but good job, kid. Now, why don't you go grab a mop and try to get some of my blood up best you can? Atta boy! He's a good boy, but you were right. I have to say you were right. No leadership qualities. Uh, Not unfair. But he lacks confidence. That's the real problem. It can 
get in the way of his job performance, at least with the guests. His skills in building the room? No. Well, you just got a first-hand lesson in that, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, there's a steely interior there. You underestimate him, I think. You're too emotional and impulsive. Don't try and deny it. You two are cut from the same cloth for sure. You wind each other up, and who pays the price? Hmm? Me, and my pretty blue dress, and my new skull, which you broke. He's been doing this lately, hasn't he, dear? Has he? It's so hard to keep it all straight now that's stuffed into this squishy little brain. Come here. Take my hand. It's okay. How are you? You doing okay? It was a rough night. I know you hate when things don't go how you planned. Yeah. I know. It's a lot to take in right now. We'll get these boys straightened out and ready to go in no time. Right? Right? Hmm. Okay, she still needs a moment to adjust. It's okay, you know. When things don't go as planned, you've got to learn to be more flexible. You can't carry the whole hotel on your back alone, clearly. Oh, I don't mean to blame you, dear, but oof, if you could see the mess the boys made in that other lobby, it's a nightmare in there. <laughs> well, a different kind of nightmare than it should be. Okay, everyone, listen up. Here's what we're going to do this Disharmony. Not working for me. The infighting is starting to bleed over onto the guests, and I don't just mean this gushing wound in my head. Okay, okay, let's do it this way. Let's just do one and see how it goes. We're already set up here, so let's just go get tonight's reservation card, please. But, but the guest is... Go get it right now. Always arguing. It's always can't, can't, can't with you three. I know he's the vocal one, but you know what I'm talking about. You need to change the water in that bucket, dog. You're just spreading the blood around at this point. Go ahead. It's okay. Oh. Now that it's just us girls, I want to let you know you're really killing it. No pun intended. <laughs> oh, I kill myself. I may be tough on you, but that's only because I know what you're capable of. There we go. That wasn't so hard, was it? Madam, I didn't know there was... No. No, 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 no. Don't give it to me. Give it to her. Of course. I know you like those, dear. Okay, you two. Judy will be here soon. Just check her in, business as usual. When the lobby boy gets back, he can take her up to that lovely metal room and those horrible little goblins he put up there. Have you seen them? I haven't quite. Oh, they're wretched little lovelies. You'd like them. Maybe we'll go watch the guests die together. If everything goes well down here. For now, you and I will observe. Dear, let's get you behind the desk. Yes, thank you. Oh, and just in time, he's back. Excellent. Can you just keep... Yeah, thank you. I've spilled more blood everywhere. It's really oozing. Before Judy gets here, I'd like to say something. 
I'm not really one for big speeches, but I think it's important. All three of you have such potential. If you work together, well, not even I know what you could accomplish. I'm going to be overseeing you personally for a while, and the owner and I together are going to <laughs> shape this crew into something special. A lean, mean, hoteling machine. <sighs> God, I'm good. It's not going to be easy for you, anyway, and it's not always going to be fun, again, for you, but after some hands-on experience and with a little elbow grease, I think you'll all be surprised at the growth, the camaraderie. You might even find you start looking forward to your work. Lobby boy, I'm looking at you. <laughs> so you two really focus and try and make this chicken go as smoothly as you can. Show me your back. And you, Mr. Man, you watch them close. We're going to have a chat after to figure out where we all can do better. Except for me, obviously. I can see some rotting faces out there, so I guess we all know time is short. I know the guest will be here any second now. Let's make sure her time is even shorter, but well spent. Okay. Here she comes. Smiles, everyone. Welcome. Hi. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Hey, this is Travis with a brief ad break. Thanks for listening. Now back to the hotel. I know why Judy Plashy starts screaming the moment she walks into the lobby. The staff has already begun to rot, though she surely wouldn't have noticed. She would simply see the lobby boy's terrified expression as he mops up a large, bright pool of blood. That's not why, though. Mopping up strange stains can be dismissed if desired, and the guests are nearly always in dismissive moods when they arrive. But the hotel, Madame Hotel, the form she's taken, rather, is actively bleeding that blood down her dress and onto the floor. That is not so easily dismissed. But that's not why, either. She's smiling broadly as she bleeds, head dented inward too far. She must clearly be dead or dying, yet she remains bright and smiling. Surrounded by her loyal staff, waiting calmly to serve tonight's guest. It's quite a picture. But even this, all this together, is not the whole truth behind the terror in Judy Blashy's eyes. The centerpiece in all this horror, the reason she immediately unleashes a full-throated scream, is that Madame Hotel's form looks exactly like Judy Blashy. 
Miss Blashy screams and scrambles for the door behind her. It doesn't even jiggle when she kicks it. Madame Hotel must have turned it into a wall, or the lobby boy did. His face is locked in confusion, though. He's no longer mopping, just staring at the guest as she screams and tries to claw her way out. I feel a pang of surprise when I notice he doesn't look particularly afraid. Lost, yes. Nervous, always. But fear, no. Not until she starts running along the lobby walls looking to get away from us when he turns to his manager for help. But between she and him are Madame Hotel and me. That's when I see the fear again. That's when he trembles and starts his frivolous mopping again. That's when I feel the tightening skin on my skull go hot again. But something small zips through the air and taps me in the back of the head. I look back sharply, ready to direct my growing anger at this new pester. It's the manager, looking at me with wide, pale, rotting eyes and a tight-lipped expression. She nods her head to the floor. Behind me, at my feet, her reservation card. For a moment, I'm confused. I can't parse her intent, so I tense, waiting to see if she's going to come around the desk. But she just nods to the card, then to the guest, Judy Blashy, screaming and tearing the lobby apart, looking for a way out. I pick up the card. The manager nods to Madame Hotel, then darts her eyes up. Of course, she wants to check in the guest. What else could we do? What else can we do? I touch Madame Hotel's arm gently and suggest we move out of the way to allow the staff to do their jobs. She seems confused and asks what exactly it is she's doing that's stopping them. I try to explain about her appearance and how upsetting the guest finds it. She scoffs and tells the lobby boy to mop faster then. She's been standing here for nearly a minute, bleeding and smiling, standing stock still, just watching the guest scream and panic. There's far too much blood to simply mop up, and no amount of guest service can salvage this situation. The guest is in blind terror. If she wants to watch the staff work, I tell her, we have to let them work. The lobby boy can't help the guest and mop. She smiles warmly at me and takes my arm. Getting along already... I try not to bristle at this, but for her benefit, I nod at the lobby boy, dismissing him to the manager. He drops his mop and toddles off to her. Together, we watch the manager and the lobby boy attempt to calm the guest down. They speak softly and hold their hands out, but even if they could 
calm her down. What could they say? What lie or story could resolve what she's seen and felt into a palatable reality? What could possibly comfort this woman into going deeper into the hotel, into her room? How do you put the smoke back into the fire? Or do you simply let the fire burn itself out? This guest will die here in the lobby or up in that metal room. Either way, surrounded by horrors. And what of the horrors after her death? What of us? When we crumble to dust tonight, will we rise again tomorrow? Are we already there tomorrow? Am I somewhere right now, fighting the lobby boy still? Chasing him through it all, still? Chasing myself, still? I sought answers through violent destruction. I had assumed that was the only way here. The only form of understanding with her, through her. But now, she stands right here with us. In some form, somehow, her hand resting on my arm. A hand, at least. Judy Blashy has a hand just like it, across the lobby, practically drooling with shrieking fear. She hasn't taken her eyes off Madame Hotel since she arrived. I glance over at her, hoping to see some hint of understanding across her bent and bleeding face. But no. She's smiling warmly at the chaotic scene, apparently unaware of the effect her presence has. I find myself unsure as well. I watch the guest weeping in the corner, curled up and gasping, staring at us as she rocks herself in her exhaustion. She is trapped. She is mad. She is surrounded by monsters, and one of them looks just like her, and I know what she's going to do before she does. With something like a growl, she launches herself at the staff. In an instant, I'm between them. I hold her still in my arms. She struggles more, and I meet her eyes, and her growls turn into low, sobbing moans. I see her anger at the death and violence surrounding her. I see her confusion at where she is and who we are. She doesn't even know who she is anymore. She's looked into her own face, the face of another, the face of herself, the face of death and madness and the immutable and immovable fact of what is, what's in hand. She sees this in my eyes, too, or something like it. Or perhaps she sees nothing at all, and the moment between us is as fictive as everything else in the hotel. Our eyes break, and she looks again to the grotesque version of herself, smiling at her in the lobby. I lead Miss Blashy to the lobby boy, and he takes her arm, gently guiding her to the elevators. Breaking down again at the sight of Madame Hotel's form. Broken mirrors reflecting each other perfectly. 
The silence in the lobby only emphasizes the roar of the guests' still reverberating screams. Or is that the quiet rumble of the elevator, taking Judy Blashy up to a very hot room, surrounded by things with arms long enough to reach her? It's neither, of course. The only sound in the lobby is the pond-like trickle of blood flowing freely from the crack in Madame Hotel's skull. The crack I put there. Across the lobby, she stares at me, frozen and smiling, blood cascading down her shoulder. She strides toward me and flips her head lightly, ghoulishly trying to toss the streams of blood from her face like lengths of hair. Her eyes are still sparkling over her warm smile, just as it has been since the moment she arrived. But in those eyes... I see something else sparkling, and as she gets closer, it sparks into a glinting flame. My insubordination during the audit has not been forgotten, and I don't believe a little on-the-job training is what she has in mind for me, for any of us. I saw things that were not for me to see. I saw a man with my face whose rage drew madness across it. I saw him stalking through the places between the places I thought I had domain over. But now, that domain is standing here, before me, smiling at me close enough I can smell the blood. And the only ones who stalk the spaces of light and shadow here are us. She takes my bony arm in hers and leads me away. We're going upstairs to watch the guest die in the room the lobby boy built for her. I have seen his power, and now so has he. The only ones we can hurt are each other, ourselves, and the only one who can destroy us is her. I have no choice. I never have. I will manifest, and I will die. I will replace myself, and be replaced with myself. For her. Always for her. She laughs and talks rapidly at me, asking me to take us to the guest room. I mumble my, of course, madam, and prepare to step into the darkness with her. Her hand is warm and powerful on my arm. Before we go, I turn to the manager, and though her eyes are nearly rotted out, I can still read them clearly. This is not the end of it. This is only the beginning. Of what? I do not know. For a moment, just a moment... I think I know how Judy Blashy must have felt. I take Madame Hotel to finish with the guest and the whistling horrors who must by now have gotten into the room with her. Once we're gone, something small flits down in our wake. The manager catches the reservation card out of the air before it falls to the ground, and when she collapses with it clutched in her hand, 
I hope she understands. The Hotel was created and produced by Travis McMaster and Mark Witten. Starring Kelly Ninaltowski as the manager. Mark Witten as the lobby boy. Graham Rowett as the owner. And Krista Lewis. Music by Lauren Picorni, West Rodri, and special guest composer Zach Tatum-Drake. Thank you, thank you, thank you to all our hotel tier patrons. Let's get you checked in. Raiden, David Kinney, Darren, Evil Copapod, Gamey, Angelo Weddle, Van, PK Weezing, Centipede, Zombified Queer, Lincoln, Tana, Janine Birch, Melvis Gray Mystery, Misty Cat. Polkadotty, Al, Cole Love H, Jeremiah Overstreet, Amelia Brownstein, James Ortiz, Nick, Frithabel, Dominic Pike, Daniel Fell, Burrito Babble, Izzy, XX Clown Lover XX, Carter G, and Audrey. Thanks for listening, everyone. You know, it doesn't really matter or come up at all, but I picture this hotel as looking very much the same as the one Ted Barrow checked into.